0: Church Weekly Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Mark Boyd. For any other messages or other resources, please visit us at lcboise.com. How many think it's a good idea to uh, not always be in a hurry when you're talking and spending time with God? Often, when if we're in a hurry what happens is we let our flesh make our decisions for us. The outward man instead of the inward man, where the Spirit of God leads and guides your spirit, that's what we want to pay attention to. That's what we want to focus on. Yeah? In all of our services, uh, whether it's a a special, high-caliber, top-notch service like this, or just one of those, you know, plain old services that you've been to somewhere. I don't know, not here, but you know. <laughs> if we ever want the the most um, uh, influence upon our own lives, the most results, the most effect, then we want to always listen to the Spirit. Amen. It's cool what happens when you when when the Lord shows you something and then you just act on that. Yeah. Because instead of trying to get him to bless everything you do, you just cooperate with what he's doing. It's kind of like inherently blessed. Amen. It's like you don't have to pray for ice cream. Lord, bless the ice cream. Well, what a dumb prayer that is. It's already blessed. <laughs> and everything else that he does. All right, let's... But anything the Lord's in... Right? The blessing, blessing of God's on it. Yeah. You know, for, I mean, for example, uh, I'm glad I, you know, and we ended up following the Lord on Sunday. And, and taking Easter in a, you know, a little bit different direction than normal. Well, that worked out pretty good. You could see how God was moving on people all over the place. and uh, And so, you know, When he's in it, it's better than anything we could come up with. Amen. Let's do this for for a minute, for however long. Uh, If you have a Bible, find the book of Luke, chapter 10. Luke, the 10th chapter. You you might you might be familiar with uh, some of what happened in the ministry of Jesus when he had not only gathered the twelve but then he then he uh, had seventy others that he would send out to to preach and to minister and to heal the sick and raise the dead and all that good stuff and uh, and, and I want to pick up here in verse seventeen Luke Luke ten seventeen it reads then the seventy uh, returned with joy saying Lord Even the demons are subject to us in your name. So they were happy about that. And uh, and he said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over uh, all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nevertheless... Nevertheless, I find this interesting. See, he's, he's adjusting their thinking. All right. Sometimes we, we respond a certain way to certain events that happen. And he says, nevertheless, do not rejoice in this. Well, that's interesting. That seems rejoice worthy. But he said, no, no, don't do that. Don't rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. All right? So he's shifting their focus. Maybe it's a little more, don't, don't just celebrate what you can do for God, but what he has done for you. And our focus should, should constantly be one of, of gratitude, of one of appreciation for what the Lord has done for us. Amen? Salvation's kind of a big deal. Your name being written. Do you know that's literal? I mean, you read other parts of the Bible, God's got books. The book of life, right? Lamb's book of life. And uh, apparently, he writes names in it. Yeah? Is your name in there? It, it, if, a, if a big angel came down right in our service a big honking angel with a big book and it said right across the front book of life lamb's book of life and he had this big book would you want to come and see if he laid it open here would you want to come and see if your name was in there that was a setup by the way if you need to see if your name's in there, we give an altar call every Sunday. I would encourage you to get born again. Get right with God. So you tricked us. No, not well, not really. I, you know. I mean, no, if you're a believer, I mean, you're either not one, and then it's not in there, right? Or you are, and you need to know it. You need to be settled in your salvation. Now, you might want to go and see what font it's in or something. What size is my middle name in there too? (laughs) Be a lot of things that'd be fun to look at. You know, are there any stars by it? (laughs) Is it underlined? Is it all alphabetical or is it, or is mine in front of someone else I know? All right. But once you're a believer, be certain of your salvation. If you're not, give your life to the Lord once and for all and know it and be done. Why? Because this is what we're supposed to rejoice in. Rejoicing is always in order when you know your name's in the book. If you don't know your names in the book, you might find a reason one day to not rejoice. <laughs> you, you could have a day where you, where you didn't smile, you didn't laugh, you didn't enjoy it. <laughs> if you didn't know your name was in the book. And if you've, those days come upon you anyway, this is one of those helpful, uh, you know, focus points. Remember, your name is written in the book. Sure, demons are subject to you. Sure, you run, you can tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. But what makes us shout and run? My name is in the book. (laughs) My name is written in heaven. That's the most important thing of all. I tell you, even if you were to lose every trial and test and battle here on this earth, but your name was in the book. Your name was written in heaven. You can still shout because we all end up winning, don't we? Amen. He went on to say, Uh, Verse 21. In that hour, Jesus rejoiced in the Spirit. So that's good. You can rejoice where? In In the Spirit. And said, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and prudent and revealed them to babes. Even so, Father, for it seemed good in your sight that's interesting what's he doing here now now he's adjusting their thinking and then he's going into prayer meeting he's talking to the father and it seemed often he would do this in front of or often at least at certain times he would pray in front of other people for their benefit yeah he said verse 22 all things have been delivered to me by my father and no one knows who the son is except the father And who the Father is, except the Son, and the one to whom the Son wills to reveal Him. Then He turned to His disciples and said privately, Blessed are the eyes which see the things you see. Consider that now. For I tell you that many prophets... And kings have desired to see what you see and have not seen it and hear what you hear and have not heard it. And and this this phrase keeps jumping out at me. Blessed are the eyes uh, which see these things. Blessed are the eyes which see what things? Well, uh, the stuff that he had been doing, the stuff that they had been doing, the stuff that Jesus had been teaching—they uh, were in a special time. There was a move of God on. It, w- it was a good time. There were uh, things were being made available, things were being revealed—not to Mister and Mrs. Smarty Pants and those who thought they were they were something in their day and they were hot stuff and, and a big deal—but no, just people with humble hearts, people who were open. They, they would see. Their eyes would be opened. He said, a lot of people wish they could have seen these things, but they never saw it. Even prophets, they're kind of a big deal. They're called seers in the Old Testament. Uh, They wish they could have seen these things. He said, but you have seen them. And and what's the description of a person's eyes who see great things that God is doing? Blessed. Blessed. He's, He's reorienting their thinking towards what's happening right before him. He said, listen, you guys, this is a big deal. You need to consider yourself blessed because you see what you see, you hear what you hear, you know this. You're you're, you're a part of God's plan in, in the earth. And this same appreciation should be in our hearts for every single thing that God ever reveals and shows and every act of of God, every move of the Spirit, there should be within us a deep and profound appreciation for showing it to us. Blindness is running rampant across the earth. And for those who have their eyes opened, for those who hear the voice of God and see what He is doing, we should be uh, very much thankful, appreciative of that. Yeah. Why should we? Well, one, because it truly is a big deal. It it really is a big deal. And secondly, uh, also, I should appreciate because um, uh, that's what unlocks more. I've got to be appreciative of what I do see now in order to have more opened up to me. Yeah? See, I don't ever want to... I don't want to... Take for granted the fact that we, uh, that the Lord's given us understanding. He's given us revelation. The fact that we see people healed. The fact that we see people saved. I mean, people are, uh, you know, even just a few days ago, we had, well, just in this room, we had 58 individuals give their life to the Lord. That's a big deal. That, that's not counting the 29 in the children's area. You know? Uh, that's a big deal. Okay, I don't ever want that to seem like old hats. Like, those are lives for whom Jesus died. We got to witness it. We got to witness hell plundered and heaven populated. We got to be a part. Watch. Well, what's the big deal? Listen, the move of the Spirit... Came upon individuals to the point where they were able, they were enabled to repent. That is a gift of God. Look over, let me show you a verse. In Second uh, Timothy, Second Timothy chapter 3. Two. What? Do. Dos. <laughs> Second Timothy chapter twenty, verse twenty-five. No verse uh, chapter two verse well let's back up verse twenty four and the servant of the Lord must not quarrel but be gentle to all able to teach patient in humility correcting those who are in opposition see that's the key to, to correction is humility if God perhaps this is interesting if God perhaps will grant them the repentance so that they may know the truth and that they may escape, that they may come to their senses and escape the snare of the devil having been taken captive by him to do his will. People are captive to the devil, doing the will of the devil. They, they need to come back to their senses. But this is interesting to me, this language, that if perhaps... God will grant them repentance that they will know the truth. Does that sound like a little bit of odd language? This is where we can see the very fact that, that you have, if you have, repented and come to truth is a gift of God. It is not just humanly obtained. It is a gift of God enabling a person to... To come to truth, enabling a person to repent. Yeah, it's it's one of the ways I find myself praying for people at times. People going astray, going the wrong direction, making wrong decisions. I pray sometimes this and and I say, Lord, uh, give them repentance. So, what do you mean by that? Give them the ability. In other words, I'm asking for grace for their life. Lord, show them your grace. Show them your grace. Give them the ability to turn, to turn this thing around. And again, that might seem like odd language. You might recall uh, over in the book of John, Jesus made these statements. He said, no one comes to the Father except he, He draw them. You know, so you can see this in multiple places in Scripture, that that no one just comes to God on their own. He's a part of the process of enabling, of gracing, of drawing. I know that could raise questions of, well, are there some the Lord doesn't draw? Uh, Are there some that He doesn't enable or grant repentance to? Well, when you read all of Scripture, you know that Jesus paid for the sins of the world. We know that Jesus taught, if you'll seek, you'll find. And whoever would call upon the name of the Lord would be saved. I have no doubt that anyone at any time can call upon the name of the Lord and be saved. But I also see this this vein running through things. That there is a, there is a real work of God's grace upon a person. It's almost like... It, it gives them, we, you've experienced this, it gives them a window of opportunity. Some of you can identify times in your life where it seemed like it was wide open and I better get on through there. And some of you rejected the Lord and then later it came around again and you rejected the Lord and then later it came around again and you gave in. I can't I can't put you know exact parameters on that or define that absolutely. Sometimes it's others praying for you. Sometimes it's there's other factors involved. But it does seem to me very certain that, that the Lord gives you know you can read in Revelation it says about that wicked woman it said the Lord gave her space to repent. He gave her time. Well, that's a gift of God. You've got some time to get it right, but how many know time is not forever? In that case, you've got time. Get it right, man. Why? Because I don't know what's happening tomorrow. I don't know what's going on next month. I don't know. I just know if the if the door's open, giddy up and get on through. Yeah. If the Lord is and and, and now to the to, to the believer, I, things still work this way. There are still seasons. There are times, or are opportunities where, where the Lord will bring people across your path. Where the Lord will, will move in your life a certain way. And for the believer to not acknowledge, man, this is an opportunity, this is a gift to me from God. Maybe it's there for, maybe I can't explain why it's there, but it just is right now. He's moving. He's stirring me. He's giving me an opportunity to go through something. Uh, when I mean go through something, go through a door. I'm not talking about going through a problem. Uh, he's given me an opportunity to go through something, to, to advance, to take advantage of something. And I need, to, I need to treasure that. The fact that my eyes see is a real big deal. What is that called? A blessing from God. It is a curse to be blinded. It, 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 it is not a blessing to not see or to not know. But whenever He is moving, there is something activated within you. And you can tell, uh, man, the Lord is speaking to me. The Lord is showing me things. He's moving in my life. Or He's drawing me to spend time with Him in prayer. Or leading me to get involved in this ministry. Or, 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 or opening doors. I need, to, I need to value that. I need to say, I am most blessed. Blessed are my eyes for they're open now to see a work of God, to see that He loves me, that He's moving in my life. I don't want to miss this. So, what if I can identify that? That's happened to me and I let it go. Well, you're still here, you're still alive. Call upon the name of the Lord and seek Him for mercy. Say, Lord, I blew that. Help me, give me opportunity. Give me grace again in this area so I can walk through this. Amen. But but, but there's a a real aspect to this that uh, people have an opportunity to see. And if they reject that, then they go back into that that inability. I hope this is not just out there. Woo, ozone. I hope it's... uh, applicable you can you can see how this uh, applies to your life and, and i i believe it is in, in part just because how of the lord showing this to me and and giving me this phrase blessed are my eyes blessed are the eyes that see look at look over at matthew uh, 13 matthew chapter 13. Uh, Man, this is all good. Let's read verse 12. For whoever has, to him more will be given, and he will have abundance. But whoever does not have, even what he has will will be taken away from him. So I don't really like that. Well, it doesn't matter. That's the way it works. (laughs) Like it or not, these are the keys. These are the principles of the kingdom of God. Therefore, I speak to them, verse 13, in parables, because seeing they do not see and hearing they do not hear, nor do they understand. So why did Jesus teach in parables? So people wouldn't get it. Well, let's just keep going. (laughs) And in them, the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled, which says, hearing you will hear and shall not understand, and seeing you will see and not perceive, for the hearts of this people have grown dull. That's a real important factor right there. Their ears are hard of hearing, their eyes they have closed. Lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears, lest they should understand with their hearts and turn so I should heal them. Who who gets healed? Those who turn? The, who, who, who turns? Those who see. Those who hear. Alright, that's why that's a blessing from God. Whenever you get you, you get revelation of some kind from Him, whenever you see something that God's doing, that, that, that's called a blessing. He goes on to say, verse 16, But blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. He's talking to His disciples, those who are on the inside. Alright, if you're a believer now, you're also on the inside. So we can say... That our eyes and our ears are blessed. All right, say it out loud with me. Say, my eyes, my eyes are blessed. blessed. My eyes, my eyes they, see, they see and they are blessed. And they are blessed. Now, what, we're not talking just about your physical eyes. That's a blessing if you have good eyesight. Thank you, Lord. We're, we're, not, we're talking about the heart. Remember, their heart has grown dull. Say it out loud. My ears, my ears. they hear. My ears, My ears are, blessed. are blessed. For assuredly I say to you that many prophets and righteous men desired to see what you see and did not see it and to hear what you hear and did not hear it. And then he went in to talk about the parable of the sower and the seed and how all those things work. Amen. Thank you, Lord. I, I believe the Lord wants us to recognize the importance and and have... Uh, And be very appreciative for what we see. Do you see anything? I tell you there are people around the world who would give their right arm to see what you see and know what you know. There has been revelation given. And uh, sometimes I, uh, I hear people talk about the Lord and hear some of the things that are said about Him that are so wrong and so off. And I think, oh thank you Lord for what I see. Thank you for what I know. You've revealed Him to me. If you know anything that's right, you know that's the grace of God working in your life. He enabled you to see it. Sure, we have our part. Maybe we saw it. We believed. That's our part of the equation. But if he wasn't there to show us something, there would be nothing to see. There would be nothing to believe. And, uh, and the fact that we see anything, what should, it, what should it do? Thank you, Lord. Oh, glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for what you've given me, what you've shown me. Thank you, Lord, for you enabled me to repent. You, it was your grace that enabled me to to give my life to you. It was, the, it was the Father drawing me to himself, the reason why I'm saved. Amen. But now let's keep that practice up of walking through that, of continuing along those lines. Amen. Now... uh now one more thing along these lines, I'll say, and maybe maybe that's all we'll see. Uh, Jesus, in the eleventh chapter of the book of John, in the in the account there of of Lazarus being raised from the dead, in that conversation there, he made the statement, "If you will believe," he said, "Didn't I not say to you, if you will believe?" you will see the glory of God. And if it is a blessing to see, and the contrast being a curse to not see, is there anything I can do to see? I can believe. I can believe to see the glory of God. Yeah. I think sometimes we get caught up in the request we get we get hung up in the place of want and desire and there's no doubt that desire and having a right desire is a good thing if you desire God if you desire his uh, glory in your life and and, in his manifest presence in your life that's a good desire there's a lot of things you could do worse however there are a lot of individuals that remain in the desire zone you know what that means it's always that carrot hanging in front of the donkey. It's always out there. And they're running after it and they never attain it. They never get there because everything's always future. Everything's all everything's always pleading with the Lord, "Show me, Lord, show me, Lord, show me, Lord, give me." Lord Listen. There's some good requests there. They're not wrong in and of themselves, but we 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 should analyze and 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 check our ways and 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 check our approach. If we've been praying and calling out, Lord, show me, Lord, show me, Lord, send to me, Lord, give me, Lord. And and when are we going to take this bull by the horns and get on and ride? Here's where here's where it lands, where we start saying, Lord, I believe to see the glory of God. I believe. That you are here now, and we we do that by acknowledging everything he has shown us. We give him glory. We've, our names are written in the book. We're thanking him for what has been done, for what has been accomplished, and we believe to see. You know that every single person who's born again has has uh, the gift of has at least a gift of the spirit inside of them. Amen. Gifts. What do I mean by gifts? I mean like prophecy, tongues, interpretation of tongues, gifts of healings, working of miracles, f- special faith, word of knowledge, word of wisdom, discerning of spirits. All right, those are the nine. Uh, you, you have you have these things in you. All right. What well, what's our sometimes we miss the focus when it's always lord, lord give me, lord give me instead of lord, I'm just going to stir up what's in me. I'm going to go out and use this. So I don't even know which one's in there. Good. You can do anything then. <laughs> you can do anything to see what manifests, see what happens. But there are gifts of God in, in, in individuals. And what I, I think would be important for us in, in the acknowledgement, we're acknowledging what we see. We're, we're giving credence to what he's already shown us. And in doing so, we can act. We can act like he's already here. Act like He's already uh, accomplished. He's already given. And we are seeing people. Hearing. Our eyes, they see their blessed eyes. Blessed eyes. Blessed ears. Blessed ears. Amen. A blessed heart. Why? I'm a seer. I'm a knower. I'm a hearer. The Lord, He talks to me. He shows me things. He reveals I'm not just alone without help, God. No, he's living big on the inside of me, showing me things every day. See, this those are statements of faith. You get up with expectation, you go through your life and through your day with an expectation when that's the mentality. God is in me today. He shows me things. I see, I hear His voice. I know His ways. He guides me and leads me. And and there are gifts inside of me that are going to manifest today. And I'm going to speak and I'm going to proclaim and I'm going to lay hands on And God is going to be at work in me. Amen, amen. I'm not opposed to praying for revival. I think there's some good things there and some things we can say and we can pray. But I never want to go to the extreme where I'm I'm living as if I'm pre-Pentecost. I'm living as if the Holy Spirit hasn't been sent, as if Jesus hasn't died on the cross yet. And Lord, help us. Lord, save us. Come on into the New Covenant, friends. Come on into the New Testament where He has saved us. Come on into the New Covenant where we are alive, we are resurrected. The Holy Spirit is inside of us and the gifts of God are present. The gifts of God are here. And we never despise them. We never treat, th- think light of them. We're told, you know, the Scriptures not to despise prophecy, not to, not to make light of any gift of God. You, you know, even in our house, I'm blessed by this. But at various times and various places, all the gifts of the Spirit are manifest in here. In different services, through different people, all nine of the gifts are manifest in, in, in our church. Do you know how many people don't even have a clue about that? I mean, they've never seen. I mean, they're Christians they've never seen the Spirit move. That's not true with us. And we can say, but we want more. I, I get that. I, I get that. I want more too. But uh, what's our position? We should be appreciative for every gift, every move of God. And at the same time, Not just putting it all out there, Lord, he's going to do it again someday. Thank you, Lord, you're living big in me now. You're in this house today. And the gifts of God flow constantly. Gifts of the Spirit move continually. The angels of God are ministering spirits sent forth to minister to those, for those who are heirs of salvation. They're in the house bringing stuff from heaven to earth. Bringing things from here to there and that's just a part of our life it's normal existence you remember what 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 jesus said to nathaniel when Nathaniel over in book of john nathaniel was super impressed that jesus saw him under the tree he said, that's amazing that's pretty cool he was he said listen listen man he said you think that's a big deal See, wait till you see heaven open up and the angels going up and down and he said greater things than these you will see yeah, I, that's one of the something I, the Lord said to me years and years ago and I'd say it a lot of times I said it again today, greater things than these I will see. I thank you Lord for what I have seen. I, I don't take it I don't take it lightly at all. To see one person saved, to see one person healed, to see uh, one person filled with the spirit. Thank you Jesus, glory to God and greater things than these will we see. I'll see greater things than these why would I say that well because that's faith that's believing for more instead of just well how come we don't have this or how come I don't have that and no I, I believe uh, that that uh, that God moves in the in the arena of a people that are positive that are f- full of faith amen trusting him for great things hallelujah Amen. Hallelujah. That's all I want to say about that right now. Thank you, Lord. Man, the presence of God just got stronger too. Phew. It's nice. Thank you, Lord, for working in here. We're gonna we're gonna receive communion elements. Now let's do this. Let's do this. Uh, I want to switch the order. Let's receive the offering now. Then we'll, that way we can have the communion and stuff be last. And whatever else the Lord would guide us to do tonight. So let's do, let's do the offering right now. And if you're, getting a, you're giving an offering, get that ready. And, and then we'll, have, and that's, I don't want to treat the offering light as important. We hope you enjoyed this message. Find our other messages on iTunes or visit our website at lcboise.com and follow us on social media Life Church Boise.